Welcome, all you studiers out there. No matter where you're at, no matter who you are, welcome to our Bible study. We're in Ecclesiastes, or the preacher in the Old Testament, in chapter 8. And here we talk about kings and divine provid providence and... Uh, that right there is, um, it's better to be uh, godly in adversity than with the wicked in prosperity. That's a good one. Uh, and God's works are unsearchable. Okay, in chapter 8, verse 1, it says, Who is as the W wise man? Question mark. And who knoweth? the interpretation of a thing. A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. Okay, so your countenance is changed, maybe even filled with the Holy Ghost here. Okay. Oh, they're harmonizing this with Proverbs seventeen twenty four. Thank you, translators. Two, it says, I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment and that in regard of the oath of God. Okay, so you uh, keep your word, keep your oath. Um, in this day and age, you uh, went to the uh, priests and uh, you were going to give so much and you were to what? Give what you said you would to the priest uh, at harvest time or whatever. Here we got a little K king's commandment. So that's uh, to obey the king's laws. And again, uh, God can take any leader anywhere he wants, no matter how wicked he may be, and use him for uh, the purposes that he will. And uh, as I said before, that king does not have to be some godly person. The Lord can use whoever he wants, whenever he wants. Now look back there when he did what he did with Pharaoh and hardened his heart. And Pharaoh had no escape. So no matter how bad the leader may be, so take Nebuchadnezzar even, very ungodly king who never stopped looking into the uh, uh, liver there at the crossroads. Yet, God used him to punish his own people and then cast him down. Uh, in that, uh, And he was what? An antichrist figure. Even the ten unseen merchant kings. Bible says that God's put it in their heart to give their kingdom unto this antichrist that all the scriptures would be fulfilled. Now, all the prophecies. Okay, so um, the fact is that even the Antichrist and his ten unseen merchant kings, as wicked as they are, and they're as wicked as they've ever been, folks, they're all going to be used for the benefit of the believer, not the unbelievers. And when Christ is done, that king may be trashed. Like the Antichrist will be. He's going to be used 
and God's going to cast him into hell when he's done. So, again, uh, there's also some leader like Solomon here who feared the Lord, okay? Even, uh, so in that case, um, even more reason to obey the commandment, okay? And, of course, you go to that, uh, any law that goes against God laws, we, uh, cannot do, all right? And that is like uh, Abraham when he was cast in the furnace. By who? By Nimrod. Nimrod was what? <laughs> the first Antichrist after the flood. And yet, Christ was walking around in that furnace again with Abraham. He did it there with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abraham was blessed. God loved his heart. He went in there and smashed all his dad's idols. Now, his dad was right there in the high rankings of the military of Nimrod. Okay? But see, those, those people that are working for the devil have no idea that they are fulfilling God's prophecies. They just don't. They are blind. Okay, enough on that. Enough on the commandment of whatever king in whatever age that we live in. And three, it says, Be not hasty to go out of his sight. Stand not in an evil thing, for he doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. Okay? And this kind of borders on what is in the wisdom of Sirach, and it's also in other places in Proverbs, where don't force your self to the front of the line when it, to, to a feast. Don't be quick to barge in there and want to speak in front of all the higher-ups in the land, uh, but don't fall away out of their sight, okay? Let them call you forth. Even Christ taught that thing, okay? He taught what was in Proverbs. And uh, don't stay in the evil, okay? And uh, if you do, you're going to get cast down here. So be careful in three. In four, it says, where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? Question mark. Well, if it's the king of kings, we really can't say what doest thou. But if it's one of these other kings, say like Nimrod, like Nebuchadnezzar. Christ Almighty can ask him that anytime he wants. That's who. <laughs> All right. I'll shoot on that enough. On we go into five. Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. Okay, now that's an important one. Number five here, this fifth verse, sums up what we're saying. You got to know the times you live in. You got to apply all these scriptures correctly. If some king like Nebuchadnezzar tells you to fall down and worship that image, do you do it? Okay? Tells you to hurt the weak or the innocent, to be unkind to the widow or the helpless do you do that no you go uh, you obey the king of kings so the king of kings trumps the king 
any king at any time. But we do have to know the times that we live in, and we are in peculiar times today, so we judge the times and the seasons that we're under and then apply the scriptures that we need that have been given to us as a gift. We apply them correctly, okay? And there's more on that here in verse 6. It's a new paragraph. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment. Therefore, the misery of man is great upon him. Okay, and, it, and the Bible goes throughout that. We have a walk. It's not always a great pleasure in every aspect of our life, and no believers ever had that. However, we, um, with our wisdom and understanding, we don't veer to the left, we don't veer to the right. Esdras was told by the angel of the Lord that uh, he's well aware of our plight through uh, the world and that it's kind of like uh, having a highway that you have to go straight into one gate. Off to the left is a fall. Off to the right is a fall. I'm paraphrasing there. So we have to go straight ahead. Part of that is knowing the signs of the times and uh, applying the scriptures in there. Um, the misery of man. And uh, that is refining the saint and... Uh, there's an old saying, I didn't promise you a rose garden, and rightly so. Our rose garden, if you want to call it that, our heavenly paradise is in the future. So we know the time and the place for every purpose under heaven. Do we not? Why do we know that? Because we have the blueprint here. We sure do. We have the past, present, and future. We have the alpha and omega. Do we not? Is that not our God? Jesus Christ said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. So there's misery on you, and you, you got your misery, we got ours, and we're going to, but it ain't all going to be misery all the time. In fact, when we're obeying God, there's a joy that'll pop out there at you no matter how hard the trial is. Is that not true, folks? In 7 it says, For he knoweth not that which shall be, for who can tell him when it shall be? Question mark. And so there's always a tolerance to that, even with the prophecies that we have here in the uh, King James Bible. We still have to apply them to the world around us, and there's a tolerance there. There sure is. We don't pick the day or the hour of the day of the Lord, no. But we do know the season. In 8 it says, There is no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit, neither hath he power in the day of death. And there is no discharge in that war, neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. <laughs> Boy, that's a mouthful there, and uh, they're harmonizing that with Job, Job 14.5. But when it's your time to go, you're going to go, and if it ain't your time to go, the Lord has that day and hour, and he knows when he's going to take your spirit. If it ain't your time, you're not going to go. Uh, we've learned that, haven't we? And when it's time to go, there's no stopping it. 
And for those people that are worshiping the Antichrist and his ten unseen merchant king and all his minions, all those that emulate him, that is not going to deliver one of them. They're all going down the old porthole to you-know-where. Nine says, All this have I seen and applied my heart unto every work that is done under the sun. There is a time wherein one man ruleth over another to his own hurt. So there we have the, the, the ruler that does not do right. What happens? The Lord sees every stitch of it here. And if you're an ungodly ruler, you have a maker that is going to judge you. You say, well, uh, the ruler says, well, Tom, I don't believe that. I don't care what you believe. It's true, and you're going to find out it's true someday. There's a maker, and he's going to judge you harder out there, potentate. Tennis says, and so I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of the holy, capital H, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This is also vanity, okay? So wicked man and all your enterprises, you may attack holy people. You may attack people that love the Lord. You may have all the treasure that's under the sun, all your rocks, all your emeralds. It's all vanity. It's all vanity. In 11 it says, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Period. And that's a, that's a big one. Because God does not always slap down the ungodly or even his own sheep who he's going to admonish. He gives them a chance to repent. Uh, but the sentence against man is surely going to come, and it's, it's really coming quickly. All right. And uh, so I think 11 here uh, speaks for itself. Is there any questioning that? There is none. Everybody here understands that thoroughly in 12, a new paragraph. Though a sinner do evil an hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. Fear of God is the beginning of your wisdom and understanding. Without the fear of God, you don't know God. And uh, here their tra um, translators are giving us Psalms 37, 10, 11, 18, and 19. 13, but it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are, are as a shadow because he feareth not before God. And there it is. And I don't care how worldly you may be successful, if you have no fear of God, you are in deep trouble. 14. There is a vanity which is done upon the earth, that there be just men unto whom it happeneth according to the work of the wicked. 
again. There be wicked men to whom it happeneth according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. And why is that? Uh, this is what uh, Job tried to explain to his three friends. And they just couldn't get it. Um, fact is that uh, bad things do happen to good people. It is their trial. It is the way God refines them. And uh, so this is thoroughly gone through. If you read the total book of Job, it, 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 what is it, 42 chapters? It's 42 chapters. Read the whole thing. It's up here on the podcast. Go to Podbean, scroll back easy, and there it is. This has gone over, over and over and over. The race ain't always to the swiftest. And wise men are not always in power. It's hard for the beginner to understand that, okay? Uh, because there we have Satan, Lucifer. He gives his minions, some of them, benefits. And worldly-wise, they look like they are in control, but they're not in control. They are a slave to Lucifer. And then you take someone like uh, Job, who had done no sin to deserve this. It was a test that the Lord knew he would come out ahead. And he told Satan, Behold my servant Job. Um and he knew that he would pass this test and that he would be refined, okay? So things can be upside down in this world, okay? You go out here, you have a basketball game, and the referees are all crooked, and the wrong team wins, the better team loses. The race is not always to the swiftest. There's unfair balances in this world, and yet, you go back to what he said here earlier. He knows that it'll be well with them that fear the Lord. And the outcome at the end is what counts. It sure does. In 15, it says, Then I commended mirth, because a man hath no better thing under the sun, capital S, than to eat and to drink and to be merry, for that shall abide with him of his labor the days of his life which God giveth him under the sun, capital S. Again, there's your time for merriment. And when you do that, you bless the Lord for all the gifts that he has given you. And it isn't some cakewalk. It isn't some red carpet rolled out for you. There are tests. There are trials. There are time for sadness, a time for laughter. But again, you're going to have these times of rejoicing and go ahead and take that Solomon's saying take the worldly stuff that God has given you under the sun but always 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 thank God for that so that's what he clearly teaches in here 16 is the last paragraph of the chapter it says when I applied mine heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done upon the earth and then parentheses are here for also there is that neither day nor night seeth sleep with his eyes. Parentheses in 
Then I beheld all the work of God, that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun, capital S, because though a man labor to seek it out, yea, further through a wise man think to know it, yet shall he not be able to find it. Again, I go back to the fact that we are in the tabernacle of the flesh. We are not uh, permitted to see through that glass clearly. Some of us see clearly than others. Uh, but still, there's that veil of the flesh. And it is a joy here. It is a work that's never done, as he's saying here. You're not going to come to the end of it. Nah, I see it all. It just ain't going to happen. And yet there is a joy to this plight, to this seeking to know God's wisdom and understanding. Is there not? All right, but uh, here we go on into nine. And we have like things happen to the good and the bad. And there is a necessity of death unto men. Comfort is all their portion in this life. Notes from the translator. Eleven, God's providence ruleth over all. Wisdom is better than strength. Okay, so we're going to go into this. Continuing on, out of eight into nine. It says, for all this I considered in my heart, even to declare all this, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. Oh boy, that's a big one. No man knoweth either love or hatred by all that is before them. So you're not going to know all there is to know. And, and look here. Uh, good and bad is going to happen to both. Listen to this. In two, it says, all things alike to all. All things come alike to all. There is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean, and to the unclean, to him that sacrificeth, and to him that sacrificeth not, as is the good, so is the sinner. And he that sweareth, as he that feareth an oath. Okay, so the people that are on both sides of the fence, there's things that happen. Like, say, you have the big plague of the uh, pestilences that has come on the earth. Now, I know all of you have seen it. You've seen some of the disease out here. You've been affected by this attack on humanity by the Antichrist. Uh, the uh, bugs that are, are appearing out of nowhere, the diseases we don't know what to believe about them exactly. We're not in the laboratory. We're not there. Did they create that in a lab or didn't they? But they're definitely here. There's a trial in this life. Again, not everything is just because you become a Christian. Everything, all your problems just go away. But there's a, 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 the good that's going to come to you at the end of life. That's just the bottom line. You uh, turn around, you're young. Uh, you think you're going to go forever. All of a sudden, the days are just flying by, and you're an old buzzard. Uh, I shouldn't call you a buzzard. Call myself that. 
you're you're at the end of your days and so you you where are you going from here are you going to rule and reign with christ or are you going to go down into the abyss that's what this is all about to uh fear god and to do his commandments no matter what in the trials and tribulations but look at the fearing the oath Okay, because we're taught by Christ not to take oaths. And in the occult, they take oath after oath after degree after degree, an oath, an oath, an oath, an oath. I swear that I'll do X, Y, and Z. And they don't live by their words, do they? Three, it says this is an evil among all things that are done under the sun, capital S that there is one event unto all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil, and madness is in their heart while they live, and after that they go to the dead, period. Okay, now this Xiao, there's a good side and a bad side to that, okay? One's in the uh, fiery furnace, the other's in the bosom of Abraham, right? But we all pass away and we go back to dust bodily. And I'm not talking about the first sickle there in the book of Revelations. Okay, so that's how much of a special event the great Shabul is, the great week of years is, and what a blessing it is to be headed into it. And only the people that don't fear the Lord only. Fear the Lord only, and you're not afraid of that week of years, are you? But look at the amount of evil that's out here. Look at the fact that he couldn't find one person to keep their word in a thousand, and he's still hunting for a wife or of the women there. He couldn't find one. Why? Because these people are evil that he's... Uh, observing so there's a craziness out here that's this madness it's not anger it's crazy and with what's going on with the uh jabs the uh radiation that's affecting all the nanorobots that are throughout people's bodies even the chip under the skin all of that all of that chemtrail spraying up there the uh, brainwashing that goes on in the trauma-based programming. That is making people really evil. And we're taught in the New Testament that things are just going to wax worse and worse. When I say wax, that's Old English. For get worse and worse until the end. Uh, the Lord's going to allow uh, evil to grow. And he's going to cast it down. Okay. But uh, this sounds like just out of Job and some of Job's questions here in 3. Okay, I think we've chewed that up enough, haven't we? Okay, she says we have. 4 is a new paragraph. It says, For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion, period. Okay? So you see how in the book of Ecclesiastes we don't have the 
Proverbs that stand with one sentence, two sentences, and that's it. It stands on its own. We got to keep reading like the rest of the Bible and go verse by verse, chapter by chapter, from A to Z, from Alpha to Omega in the books. Okay, and as we go on, we see the hope in all this isn't in that they go to the dead and stay there for the living. Living, not dead in three, but the living here in four. Okay, there is hope. And what is that hope? Hope is Jesus Christ. That's the hope. In five, it says, For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward, for the memorial of them is forgotten. That is absolutely true. That's jumping off the pages of the book of Enoch right there. It sure is. Now, let me tell you. They don't know about death because they believe in reincarnation. They believe they're coming back as a god, that they're going to keep their spirits going to live forever, and they're on this quest to be a god. That's what Hitler thought, and he was what? In the mysteries. He had every SS officer initiated there in the eagle's nest into the uh, mysteries of the Persian Babylonian mystery school. Yes, they did, and they believe in reincarnation and that they'll go on forever. And they know not that they will die, and, and be, their cup of death will be filled up. Okay, in 6 it says, Also their love and their hatred and their envy is now perished. This is the wicked. Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. And that is for the living. That is for those that know their God. That is for those that know Yahweh, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, New Jerusalem to earth forever. Seven is a new paragraph. So we go back into the carnal, what's good for a man to do, and a woman says, Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart, for God now accepteth thy works. Why? Well, because you go back and read this chapter before. You're joined to the living, not the dead, that's in verse 3, but the living in verse 4. And you know the Lord, and you fear the Lord, and you don't fear man, and you've grown, and you're, uh, the spirit that's in you is being nurtured. You're sticking to the doctrine. You're sticking up for these attacks on our doctrine. That's not easy. It's not easy. But now our works, because they are done not in a carnal fashion, not for monetary consideration, no, they are done because you and I love Jesus Christ. And our works, we try to do what he would have us do. We fear God, and we keep his commandments, and we defend his doctrine for others. For God now accepteth thy works. Let thy garments be always white. And let thy head lack no ointment. So there, we're enjoying the gift that God has given us. And that does not uh, 
take away from the joy that we get. We do not waver, though, in our duty. Okay, more on this world in 9. It says, Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun, capital S, all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life and thy labor which thou takest under the sun. Okay, and then we have the next life with the new Jerusalem forever as long as we're not like the dead lion in verse 4. Okay, he has no more portion, does he? Okay, in 10 it says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work, no device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. Okay, so we're talking about the earthly things there in 10. We're not talking about the world tomorrow, the new Jerusalem. We're talking about the earthly things. He's told you to go on and labor your labor. Enjoy the things God has given you because you fear the Lord. You take care of his doctrine. You try to help others in the doctrine to know the Lord. You're doing your duty. There's going to come an end to that. You're going to go to your reward, they call it. All right. In 11 is another new paragraph. It says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. That's a big one. And that's a big slap against the occultists who think that if they die on a certain day, uh, at a certain time of that day, that is what sends them into the next life, into the next level, okay? And when, they're, when you're born, you line up the astrology and the day and the hour, and your uh, life is charted, and you're destined for X, Y, and Z. Now, I'm not saying God hasn't ordained people to be prophets, etc., we're talking about, though, in general, for one, it's not fair out here in the world. You could be, uh, no, you know, I've known the great singers that were just born to sing, and when they went down to Nashville and they sang and they got the door slammed in their face, you know, and they're better than the people singing. See, the race ain't to the swiftest. It's you got an, It's not what you know, it's who you know. See, it's a crooked world out here. And uh, to the battle, uh, God is the judge of the battles. And yet, the fight can be fixed. Now, that's what Job tried to tell his friends. They wouldn't listen. And they also said that the rich people are good and the poor people bad. And the poor people are being cursed for some bad they did. And that's totally wrong. It's totally wrong. They couldn't apply those scriptures right. They were really in deep trouble. And they were about to be judged by God Almighty when he come down in the whirlwind. 
okay, with their abuse of the scriptures, and not only that, but condemning Job, who hadn't done anything to get this test, okay? So uh, rich people are the ones that oppress people, okay? So you got the king, we're talking about kings earlier, crooked kings, crooked kings, and the Who's the people doing what they're doing to the earth? Who's the ones that are destroying the earth? Is it you? Did you create all the plastics that they complain about now? Were you there with Rockefeller when he condemned anybody that wanted to make materials out of uh, non-oil-based materials? And those people got killed, and the Rockefeller family didn't monkey around. They were going to have their plastics. So they're destroying the earth, and God's coming back to destroy those that are destroying the earth. And who is that? That's the rich man doing that. You didn't ask for it. You didn't create the great factory, did you? No. So there's an unbalance in this world, and the good don't always come to the top in this world. Is that what they did to the apostles? They uh, gave them their kingdom right there. Now they're going to sit and judge. All 12 tribes are going to be judged by the 12 apostles. Their, their kingdoms for tomorrow, not, not right there. How about Christ's kingdom? Did they treat Christ good because he's uh, king of kings? Is that what they did? No. There's an upside downness and backwardsness here where Satan rules here on earth. Does Satan have a kingdom? Surely he has a kingdom, and that's exactly what the Bible teaches. 12, it says, For a man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. Now, people, you better look close at that. Tell that to your neighbors, all right? Because we are to know the times through the, through the doctrine. But yet, there's a, the majority of all the people out here are going to fall for the masquerade. Yes, they are. And this similitude of the fishes, that's used all through prophecy. It sure is. And this snare in the bird, oh, it's used all through prophecy. And for the people that don't know the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, they don't know Jesus Christ, they're going to be snared in this evil time. They are going to get their mark of the beast. Yep, they're going to get their jab. They're not going to know the Lord. They're going to be in real trouble. And this day of the Lord is going to fall on them suddenly because in one hour, the riches of this world will be worthless. Is that not what is taught in the Bible, everybody? Okay, we chewed that up enough, table people. Okay, they say, move on. Okay, in the 13, new paragraph, Mark. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. There was a little city, and few men within it, and there came a great king, capital K, against it, and besieged it, and built great bulwarks against it, 
Now, that's the stuff that they use to scale the walls. And they camp out and put you under siege back in these days. 15, it says, now there was found in it a poor wise man. And he, by his wisdom, delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. How about that? Has that went on? Well, sure it did. Sure it did. Look what they did to Christ. Was he wealthy? Did he have big pockets of gold? Was he sitting on a throne everywhere? Or did he not have anywhere to lay his head? And he delivered every one of us, folks. <laughs> That's the extreme example. But yet here it is, because he's not some rich potentate. He's not recognized. And that's what Job tried to tell his three stupid friends. And then the young pup that showed up at the end, running his mouth, and they were all bad. Right? Wasn't there the young pup at the end? Sure there was. Okay, uh, but what about this in 16? Because there's a, a, a reason he said what he said here. Many reasons, but here's one of them. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised. And his words are not heard. Period. The words of wise men are heard in quiet. More than the cry of him that ruleth among fools. And there's a whole ton of them fools out here. And they don't know their Bible. I'll tell you that. Okay, in 18, wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroyeth much good, period. Okay, and again, there is every pollution in the world out here. Everything from the greatest uh, Protestant, uh, American Protestant uh, movement there, the Methodist, and their gay marriage, and their split, and all their propaganda and BS, They've never taught out of the King James, never, ever. They, go, they belong to the World Council of Churches, and they're destroying people. And then if you get online, it is just a, it is so horrible to see what preachers, these so-called men of the cloth and women, are doing. How could anybody believe so much as a word that they say? They are mega rich, many of them. But here we have the poor person, and they're all wise, and the fools just won't listen. Isn't that awful, folks? Isn't that so horrible that people could be that stupid? Well, I know you see it out there, and we see it here, and uh, there's not much we can do to them. We can lead a horse to water. We cannot make them drink of here of the word of God but we're certainly going to try the best we can and uh, that being said we do appreciate every one of you that uh, is studying along with us and uh, we're going to finish on the next podcast we're going to finish uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. <laughs>